Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to another episode of The Last Brain Cell. My name is Rosa. My name is Deanna. What are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about being a girl. <sighs> well. <laughs> I think pad. we all know what that means. Yeah, heat and pad on the, the abdomen currently. Yeah. The word abdomen. Yeah. So <laughs> as we're starting this, she was like, well, that's going to be depressing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Being a girl is hard. It really is. For a number of things. I mean, we could like go in so many different directions here. I think so too. So uh, I guess let's start with anatomy. Okay. Since we're already kind of talking about that. Yeah. So anatomy is a little bit more difficult. I feel like we have a lot more to deal with than the male. Yeah. AKA periods for one. Because if a male bled for four or five days every month, they'd be at the hospital. They would die. Die. They would just straight <laughs> up die the first time. <laughs> and also, like, I don't know if you – you took, like, A&P and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, comparing, like, female anatomy and male anatomy, it's, like, night, day and night. Like, the female chapter is, like, ten times longer mm-hmm. than, like, the male chapter. Well, I mean, just think about, like, pregnancy in general, not even – for giving birth first off but like watching how your organs move while it's growing a baby it's freaky because like all of your intestines like get they pushed literally, up uh, yeah like they're pushing on your bladder they're you can't breathe because your lungs quite literally shrink yeah there's just so much pressure yeah. everything's like smashed up like and then, to the like, surface hormones hormones are hard so i think I can't remember where I read this, but, you know, obviously a female cycle is like 28, 30 days, whatever. Mm-hmm. But a male's cycle, he has the same cycle every single day. Oh, it's like a daily cycle. It's like a daily thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, that means their every single day is the same. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously, depending on, like, how your day goes, I guess. But, like, hormonally, it's the same. Every morning when they wake up, it's the same. Like every like throughout the day, it's the exact same cycle, mm-hmm. and I guess females have the exact same cycle, but it's spread out over twenty to thirty days. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, like, it's hard to predict how you're going to be feeling day to day. Oh yeah, you wake up and it's just like, this is it. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically you could like map out your cycle and be like oh well i'm gonna be depressed on this day <laughs> you know I mean? like, maybe you can work it that way i don't know but... i just feel like every day we go in blind you know yeah absolutely you know and then you got to think about like i saw this post one time that was if there were no males in the world for 24 hours what would you do and a lot of the women are like i would go jogging at night Mm, it's like safety yeah Yeah. you know or like i would go out partying and not have to worry about my drink yeah like safety yeah yeah you know what i mean and guys don't have to worry about that you know like i feel like quite as much no i mean there definitely is yeah stuff out there but it's like you know as women we create this like list of rules that we have to live by You know, like for me, for instance, when I'm like walking out at night, I don't unlock my car until I'm at the car 
and I only click it once so that my door is the only one that unlocks. Mm -hmm. You know, a male doesn't have to think about that. You know, I've, I've talked to my dad about this before and he's even like, that would have never have crossed my mind. Or you just don't think about that, but safety, like we always have to like look over our shoulders. Mm -hmm. We have to be like constantly aware of our surroundings Mm -hmm. and kind of keep an eye on everyone around us Mm -hmm. at all times. Be like, Oh, is he being creepy or like, even at the store, because, like, I go shopping by myself a lot, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll notice that, like, people are just, like, nearby all the time, and I'm like, ooh, this is this is feeling a little and That happened to me at Target creepy. one time. Yeah. Like, every time I would go down the aisle, the scene guy was on the aisle, and I was <clears> like, <throat> now I could have been nothing, but right. also at the same time, like, what if it was? But that's the thing. That's the thought that we're constantly going through, because maybe it is nothing. Maybe it is very coincidental. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, okay, well, now I'm kind of in, like, this fight or flight. Like, do I need to get out of the situation mm-hmm. or what? Yeah, guys don't really pay attention to that, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, you know, something else is, you know, birth control. Yeah. What has your experience been with birth control? Well, I took birth control for about 10-ish years, I guess. Um I started when I was a teenager. Um, I can't remember the exact age or whatever, but, you know, a couple years ago, a lot more stuff was coming out about birth control. And I started, like, wondering, because, you know, I already struggle with mental health and my emotions and, and things like that because of the PTSD. So I was curious to see, like, what my body would do off of birth control, you know? Um, and I feel better. I mean, I obviously still have my moments. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I feel like it's more me. You know what I mean? If that mm. makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and honestly, my TMI, but my period is still pretty regular without birth control. You know, so I don't personally have to deal with that. I know a lot of women go on birth control because of the irregular cycle and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm kind of lucky on that aspect. But. I just – it's a rough subject because I feel that men should be the ones that have to worry about birth control or something along those lines, vasectomy, like whatever. Yeah, there are like other options for men, but yeah. they choose not to. Because my biggest thing is a woman can get pregnant and have – on average, one child every nine months. Yep. God but forbid. a man can get a woman pregnant every day. Could get multiple, multiple women pregnant day. every single day. Yeah. In that nine months. Yep. So. So why is it on us? Right. To have to control that. Right. You know, and whenever the Roe v. Wade shit was coming out a while back, you know, that, that was a, a whole huge issue. And it's just like. They're always trying to control women's bodies. I have never seen anything about controlling a man's body. Now, that might just be me personally that I've never seen something. But, you know, so if you guys have seen anything, please, please share. But, like, I've never seen anything. Have you? No. And nor would they agree to that. No. Because I know there was talk about, like, the male birth control pill. And they were like, oh, there's There's too too many many negative side side effects. We can't do that. And I'm like... 50% have you seen of women, our side effects? Yeah. Have you seen the little the pamphlet that it comes with? <laughs> it's like 
like this it's big. It's insane. And it's in like fine ass print and it's mm-hmm. everything that could possibly go wrong. Which like, you know, us being in the medical field, you know, there are risks to taking every medication. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be side effects to things, you know, so it's like, but, you know, when you think about the time span of taking birth control, if you don't want to get pregnant, you know what I mean? Like, you start when you're a teenager, and I made the conscious decision to stop taking it because I had been taking it for 10 years, you know, and and you think, too, like, I started taking it, I guess, around the time I hit puberty, if you know, a little bit after. So my body didn't get to experience puberty because the birth control was so, like, controlling over that aspect. Mm. So the, whenever I get off of it, I started having acne on my face. Like, it, I felt like a teenager again, mm. you know, trying to get all of those hormones out of my body. You know, so it's like, would that have happened – if I never started birth control? I guess we'll never know. Now, I do think there are positives to birth control. Absolutely. Um, but I also don't see why men can't take birth control. What's your, like, experience with birth control? I am still on the pill. Uh, I've been on the pill since I was, like, 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. So I didn't start it probably quite as young as you did. Mm -hmm. So I definitely was able to go through the whole puberty experience and, you know, get accustomed to my own cycle. But I went on birth control for like my skin. Mm -hmm. Um, And also it came with the whole benefit of contraception and all that. But I never really had like terrible side effects from it because I'm still on the same type of birth control that I used when I first started. Well, see, I but I know you've dabbled through different types. I've tried everything except for the next one on that goes in your arm. Yeah. I have literally tried everything. I've tried the pill. I cannot remember to take a pill every single day. See, I, I just can't. <laughs> um, I've tried um, the shot, the depot shot. Mm. I was crazy. I mean, so like weird. my hormones were all over the place. It was awful. I hated every second of it. Plus, I spotted the entire three months because I think it it lasts for three months before you have to get another one I spotted the entire time um I've tried the Nuva ring that's the one that like you insert and I think you change it every three I think you three weeks so you have every it for month, like an yeah. entire cycle and then you have your period, you withdraw yep and then you put like another one in it wouldn't stay in it kept falling out <laughs> so I was like this is awful um I've had the IUD. Now, I liked the IUD. I had it for about two years. Didn't have a single period the entire time. But that's when I started getting yeast and bacterial infections back to back to back to back to back. And I was like, get this shit out of me. Also, inserting it was awful. Yeah, I always hear a lot of horror stories about the IUD. And I had considered going, like, switching to an IUD so that I didn't have to, like, keep remembering to take a pill. Mm -hmm. But I was like, why fix what's not broken? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, and there were also so many, like, things that could go wrong. It didn't go wrong for me as far as the IUD is concerned. But, like, I've heard of people literally getting pregnant on it. And then whenever they give birth, the baby comes out with the IUD in their hand. (laughs) No, thank you. Also, uh, you're at higher risk for... um, Perforation? No. Oh. 
where the baby uh, inserts into the fallopian tube. Ectopics? Yes. Ectopic uh, pregnancies. Um, plus, like, it could get misplaced. And I'm just like, all right, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Um, what's another one? The one that I ultimately st- stuck with was the patch. So, like, you put the um, the patch, like, on your either your lower backs, your – as if you have more than one back. Your lower back <laughs> – your shoulders or maybe, like, your shoulder blade. Like, those were, like, the three spots, um, I think. Um, I always put mine on my lower back. And you wear it for a week, take it off, switch sides, wear it for another week. So you do that for three weeks, and then the fourth week you have your period. That always worked best for me. Um, just because I only had to remember doing something once a week. And it stuck to me pretty well. You know, See, remembering something to do something once a week is harder than just remembering to do something daily. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to be taking vitamin D every week, but I can't for the life of me remember to take it on every Thursday. Well, do it like Sundays. Like, my, my days was always Sundays. For some reason, I could remember that. I just, that's when, like, the week starts. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just so much easier for me to, like, do something daily. Mm. See, I, I don't know. I mean, the one, like, downside to that was sometimes in, like, when I was in a bathing suit or whatever, like pictures, you could see it. Mm. Um, but I mean, other than that, like it was the best. So you tried like all of them, literally, except for except the one for in your the arm. Next one on. That's the only one that I have not tried. See, I've only been on the pill. I can't. I can't even remember to take my mental health medicine. <laughs> and it's never failed me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie, right? Right. <laughs> Um, I mean, I definitely think that, like, being on birth control throughout my life has been a good idea. Um, but now I am in a safe, long-term, healthy relationship, you know, so if we are to get pregnant, it would be okay. Now, if I was single, I don't know if I would have gone off of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when I was deciding to go off of it, it was a conversation that me and Ben had. Right. You know? I mean, and he said, ultimately, it's your decision. It's your body. Whatever you want to do, I'll support it. But, you know, the conversation was definitely like, if I go off of it and I get pregnant, then what? Wow. Yeah. You know? Um, But we both decided, like, you know, we're obviously not trying for a child, but if it happens, it happens. And it is what it is kind of thing um so if i didn't have that i don't know if my decision would have been different yeah you know what i mean yeah i just feel like a lot of women have had like horror stories with birth mm-hmm. control and like hormonal fluctuations and you know worsening depression weight gain and like mm. see my boobs grew when i started birth same. control same same cuz i had i was itty bitty titty committee there for a while <laughs> same yeah i agree so i'm glad they didn't go away when i stopped <laughs> but yeah i just i never had like the the horror story mm-hmm. experience like i'm like i said i've been on the same pill for since i was 18 for 10 years well see never also really had an issue when and... i was going on birth control my so my mom had a stroke when i was 
15, 14, something like that. Mm -hmm. So that was before, obviously, I was on birth control. So whenever the conversation started, like, you know, coming up as far as me going back or going on birth control, my mom was concerned about blood clots because that is Uh, a side effect. And, you know, she would like come to my gynecologist appointments and was basically like, is there one that has a lower chance of, you know, um, having blood clots. So I would, I think I would have to go on like a low estrogen, low estrogen. Birth, con- yeah. birth control. Um, so like that was also an issue when I was younger trying to figure that out because obviously my mom wants me to have a lower chance of having a blood clot. Um, so that was also, you know, another concern because yep. my family has heart issues. My, like my mom, you know, like I said, my mom had a stroke, you know, so it's like, I don't want to have a blood clot, which I actually have a spot on my leg right now that is actually kind of concerning. <laughs> it doesn't hurt though, but do blood clots hurt? Um, not always. Cool. I'll show you that later. Okay, let's look at it later. Yeah, because <laughs> um, that's the last thing I need. <laughs> Woo! Dan, I can't catch a fucking break. I think my heating pad turned off. I think Does it's on like have a timer. Yeah, I think it's on like an automatic timer. Turn that shit back on. Um. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like I'm pretty lucky in that regard that I've never had like a horrible experience with it. Yeah, I think it's great for some women. Yeah, I do. Um, but others, yeah, I feel like the majority of women have have definitely been through it as far as dealing with the side effects of mm-hmm. birth control and just being a woman in general. Kind of sucks. It really does. I say to Ben probably at least once a month, like. I don't want to be a girl anymore. And he's like, well, too bad because I don't want to be with a man. <laughs> oh, bad. I know. <laughs> and then, of course, the conversation, like, turns into, like, you know, I'd still be me. Would you, like, not want to be with me if I was a man? And <laughs> that's just a whole thing. And then he just is just like, I just don't want to be in this conversation anymore. He's like, can we move on? I don't like- – yeah, this is never going to happen, so why talk about it? Right. <laughs> but um, I really want to do, like, you know those machines that imitate um, period cramps? Oh, the simulators? Yeah. Yeah. I really want to do that to someone. Mm. Mainly Ben. Mainly Ben. <laughs> that might be kind of fun. That could be an episode. I've been seeing – I've seen a lot of videos about it, like, seeing mm-hmm. them use them, like, on their partners or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, this is what you have to go through all the time? Mm-hmm. Yikes. I think men are doing a lot more as far as realizing what women go through on a daily basis. Yeah, I think so, too. I think there's been, like, a lot more awareness as far as mm-hmm. what women deal with on a yeah. day-to-day. And I feel like there are a lot more men who are – open to learning open to learning that and being open to accepting Mm -hmm. the fact that it's not easy right because I feel like for most men it's just like oh I'm a pretty girl my life is so hard Mm -hmm. you know yeah especially like you know back in the old days where women stayed home Mm -hmm. you know but you know there's the argument of well I'm taking care of the children I'm keeping up the house like and I work a full-time job and yeah you you know so it's like but I mean, it's a different time. Yeah, very a different climate. I mean, there it, it's hard to be a one-income household now. Mm-hmm. 
where, you know, you would be able to stay at home. And a lot of women don't want to stay at home anymore. I don't. I don't think I'd want to either. I'd go crazy. Yeah. And like. And I feel like there are a lot of expectations for women. Yeah. And women are constantly having to like walk this fine line of being good enough. Yeah. Whether you're above that line, you're being too much, or if you're below that line, you're not doing enough. I saw this um, post the other day of, um, I guess it was like a female tennis player. Mm-hmm. And you know how they wear skirts, well, skorts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a like photographer or reporter or something along those lines that told her to twirl in a circle because of her skirt. And she turned around and said, I'll twirl in a circle if you ask a male to flex for you. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a, you know, the things that you ask women to do, you would never ask a man. Yeah. You know, and there was a an interview with a, like an actress one day. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was kind of along the same lines of the, she was like being interviewed and they asked her you know, why don't you play the pretty girl or something along those lines? And she was like, you would never ask a man that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of double standards for sure. Oh, um, I think another part of like being a girl, it's kind of unfair is, I guess, the work environment and an yeah. equal pay. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree. Um, And I think – I'm not saying that we need to bless everyone's salary. Yeah. Like out for everyone to know, but I don't I think it's bullshit that you're not allowed to talk about your wage. I think we yeah, should be transparent sure. about how much we're getting paid and for why. Sure. You know, we kind of talked about this the other day, um like the military. Um it doesn't matter who you are. You know, they base their your salary off of your rank and if you have dependents and how many. Mm-hmm. That's it. It doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. You know what I mean? Um, like every E3 in the Navy makes the same. You know what I mean? As long as they're not married and have kids. Every single no child E3 in the military makes the same. Hmm. Regardless. You know, um, well, I think it does change a little bit with um, years in service like experience. Yeah, um, I think it does go up for like years, but it's it's the same across the board, basically, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think like, um, you know, other than pay um, standards of like males versus females, like in the workplace. Yeah, or, I guess or just in general. I think I'm thinking still military. Okay. Um, you know, I agree with the equal pay, but there are like certain things that I don't agree with as far as like equal equality. I was going to say equalness. <laughs> equality is like um, physical standards, like for the military. So you've got the male standards as far as like, I think uh, your height and weight you know, it kind of breaks up that way. But then you have female standards for height, weight, whatever, as far as like how many push-ups, sit-ups, you know, whatever. And they actually lower the standards for the females, hmm. um, which I disagree with. 
because if you've got a male and a female in the same situation in the military, um, say you're, you're overseas, you're in a war zone, like you still need to have the same physical ability to get yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? So why I, I understand like they're trying to get more women into the military, whatever, but you shouldn't lower the standards just so that you can get females in. Just for the sake of getting right. a more diverse. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, same thing for like civilian work. You know, maybe not physical ability, but like just in general, you shouldn't lower your standards just to get females in or, or whatever or other races or like, you know what I mean? Whatever. Mm. It's like. I, I agree. I believe in equality, but there are certain things that is no longer equality. I, I don't know how else to, I don't know how to explain that. Like you shouldn't change your standards because that's not equality because you're lowering your standards for the females, but the males are still the same. So are you saying maybe you should if you're gonna have to lower it for females, lower it for everybody. Lower it for everybody. Yeah, that would truly be equality. Mm -hmm. Now, I I disagree with lowering the standards, but that's just my personal opinion. Mm. Why is there such a strong push to get more females into military work? Just the look of it. Just to look good. Mm -hmm. I mean, the same reason why other employers, you know, try to get other races in or, you know, try to hire other races and females to look a certain way. To look diverse. To say, oh, look, our company right. has such a diverse workforce. Mm-hmm. That's why whenever you're um, applying, they ask if you have a disability or not or if you're a veteran or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Because then they're like, oh, we hire veterans. You know what I mean? Like, they get a write-off for that, first off. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, so, like, when people talk about equality and this, that, and the third, like, so, for instance, the, the Women's World Cup is going on right now. And the, um, the women's national team has been fighting for equal pay, which I totally agree with. However, I saw something that – so they, they actually – they're no longer in the tournament. Um, and what they decided on is – the men's World Cup and the women's World Cup, they combined the revenue of the two and then they're splitting it equally, which I disagree with. Between men and women? Correct. Hmm. Because so they pull, put all their money into pool and then they distribute it evenly to everybody. Right. Well, oh, okay. And I disagree with that because the women made less than the men, ultimately. Like, in revenue, I mean. Hmm. What I think equal pay is I make $15 an hour, you make $15 an hour. If you work more hours than me, you get more money. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is equal pay. Yeah. I can agree with that. You know what I mean? So, like, I I just – I totally agree with equal pay, and I definitely think that you shouldn't discriminate women versus men – but at the same time, 
you should look at qualifications. You know what I mean? Like, um, like with the, the soccer teams, like they have less revenue. So, but they're still getting the same amount of pay as the men's or, you know, like, I, I don't think- well I well wouldn't the men also be at a disadvantage at that point too because they bring in more money but the women's team can, yeah skews their average to a lower bar so they're Absolutely. getting paid less mm-hmm. so how's that equality hmm. yeah I guess that's kind of a a sticky yeah I get that you know I just it's hard it's hard to navigate through all that. It is. Well, it's really not, though. I mean, we make it as complicated as we can. Uh, people definitely <laughs> make it complicated, but it's, it it's doesn't have really to be. not complicated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I – you know, like with um, nursing, um, you know, when I still uh, worked with you, it's like, you know, there were issues of – there were nurses that had been working there for 15 years – and a brand new nurse right out of nursing school would make more than that 15-year veteran. Yeah. Or something comparable. Yeah. How's that fair? It's For shit not. Traveler, travelers. They were making like 100 bucks an hour. Yeah, especially during crisis. That's time. insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because places were hurting. People were out sick. People were quitting. They were leaving the bedside. Yeah, they, but they needed bodies. But I completely agree. Why can't you pay your staff nurses who have been there for years and have given your loyalty to the company? Mm-hmm. But instead, you're going to pay a brand new spanking nurse, a brand new nurse, or a traveler, shit. or someone who's quit their position as a floor nurse to come back as a traveler mm-hmm. and pay them thrice as much. Right. When you could have just given the current nurses a couple dollars more. You'd be saving money in the long run. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of whatever behind that, but I, I don't get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The way that people view equality is so wrong. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I think people really, you know, it came to light how unequal our pay was, mm-hmm. especially during the pandemic, because yeah. we were bringing in, in crisis nurses and we were bringing in, we needed bodies mm-hmm. to work the floor. Because Uh, it is crazy because a lot of these brand new nurses that are coming fresh out of nursing school, they're getting paid just as much as I am. Mm -hmm. And then you got to factor in differentials too if you're a night shift Mm -hmm. or critical care. Or weekends or Or weekends or whatever. Like, I mean, it's it's wild. I think, you know, pay in like healthcare setting is definitely a lot more challenging to navigate than like the military yeah um so like i get that but it's also i think the whole pay scale is just way off yeah you know because then you've got people over at mcdonald's and chick-fil-a they're starting out like like 18 yeah yeah i I start you want to know how much i made when i first started at the hospital i was uh i was a sitter twelve dollars your secretaries made more than that. Yeah. I think your secretaries there made like. Now, granted, like, uh, you know, a sitter. So what you do as a sitter is you like there are certain people in the hospital that need 24-7 like visuals. <laughs> like, you have to keep eyes on them. 
Yeah, because they they're going to pull out their lines. They're going to pull out whatever. Right. They're going to hop out of bed. Mm-hmm. It's um, a safety thing. Hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So you're you're basically there just to make sure they don't do that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you help out the nurses. You help them eat. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Um, but you're there. You know, twelve hours a day. You know, um, and only making twelve dollars an hour. You know, or even an EMT. You know. I'm an EMT currently, and even finding $20 an hour is hard. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm quite literally saving lives, and the person at Chick-fil-A is making Making way more. Almost the same. Yeah. Or, like, uh, my my aunt, um, um, she has three kids, and two of them are teenagers. And they just started working at – it's either, like, CVS or Walgreens. It's one of the pharmacies. Um, And – they're making the same amount of money as my aunt is. And she's, you know, been with her company for 15, 20 years. Like a legit career job. She's making the same amount. So I wonder why it's so hard to keep everyone on the same, like, rate of inflation, you know? Companies don't want to pay their people more. And, and the people that don't ask, they're not going to raise it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about that. But then it becomes a extroverts. because yeah. But then you know it comes the question of well, why do you know how much that person makes? Yeah, and then that'll get you in trouble because mm-hmm. you're not so. Which I think is to. I think that's stupid. If someone asks me how much I make, I'm I'll tell, tell you. And then we can start having the conversation. Well, you know, like the other day, I got a sign on, so I got a sign on bonus whenever I started where I am now. And we were talking about it the other day, and one of the other employees that got hired after me, he was like, well, I didn't get a sign-on bonus. Well, why not? Right. You know what I mean? Like, he got hired a couple months after me. So, like, mm. yeah. So, I, I definitely think people should be transparent when it comes to pay. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll get you with those sign-on bonuses. I don't know mm-hmm. if your sign-on bonus, like, locks you in for a certain amount of time. It doesn't, but... It is spread out over a year, and I have to stay mm. the full-time status in order to get the full bonus, which is, you know, what I'm struggling with right now. <laughs> it's a whole other thing. Yikes. Yeah. But um, I think we've kind of veered off. But oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's definitely some good good insights um, on this Did episode. you watch the Barbie movie? I have not yet. I've heard a lot of stuff about it. I do yeah, want to go see I it, I think though. this would have been an excellent time to talk about the Barbie mm-hmm. movie because it definitely, like, encompasses what it's like to transition from girlhood to womanhood mm-hmm. and all the bullshit that it comes with. I think uh, something that I've been seeing is men, in particular, don't like how Ken is portrayed because he's all about Barbie. Mm-hmm. Well, the beginning it says Ken, you know, Ken's only happy when Barbie looks at him. Right. You know. You know, so like men are struggling with the way they portray Ken when in reality that's how men portray women. Yeah. There's another double standard. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's what the movie's about pretty much, you know. Yeah. I I definitely need to go watch it. I need to watch it. For a third time? I'll watch it a third time (laughs) for you. She's already seen it twice. Yeah. I told my friend, I was like, she was like, hey, do you want to go see Barbie with me? She, I think she asked me, she was like, have you seen Barbie? 
Yeah. Question mark. And then she asked, do you want to go see Barbie? And I said, yes, I'll go see it with you. But I didn't tell her that I already saw it. Because I knew that if I told her that I already saw she it, she go wasn't going to go see it. <laughs> oh, my God. The secret is out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, let us know, like, what your experiences are, male or female. Um, yeah. I either mean, side I mean, of it. There's a double standard. I mean, there's always yep. another, you know, side to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, let us know what you think. Um and it was great being your co-hosts. Yeah. So like, comment, share, subscribe. Share the love. And we shall see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.